0: Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. What's up? Welcome back to another week. Another week. It's a welcome back week. It is. We have been offline for a minute. We've just had a little bit of a break, a refresh, and we are back in your airways. We are is How- it airwaves? I said airwaves. It's airwaves. Airwaves? Airwaves? Earwaves? Airwaves. Oh, An no. airwaves and e-wave. <laughs> Who knows? It's like <laughs> earphone and f- um. What did I say the other day? Earpod and... Airpod. Airpod. Oh. I was like so confused. I'm like second questioning myself. I'm like, is it earpod or airpod? It's airpod. But people- airwaves. Airwaves, when you talk about radio, you talk about airwaves. Yeah. So we're back. Anyway. We're back on the airwaves. Yes. Yeah, Not enough. in your airways. <laughs> we're back on the airways. In your airways. Oh my god. Anyway. Um, what has been happening? Um, we had that little break. We went mm-hmm. up to Queensland, yes. had a few days off, had our friend Taylor Broad meet yes. Demir's wedding. Yes. It was beautiful. Yes, it was beautiful. And um, yeah, yeah come back, hit the ground running. Yeah. yeah, how was Queensland? I feel like when we were there, the weather was like hit and miss. You guys in Queensland are I don't know how, it literally had a massive storm. Yes, it was like 35 degrees Saw and then a massive that. storm. Saw that. Um, did you have a good break? Um, yeah, I actually had a really great break. It's just what I needed just to um, switch off and check mm-hmm. out, even though it was like very brief. We it was a, very brief. We... Um, We had three days, three, four days to ourselves. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And then we had a few days with our dear friends, Brooke and Trent, Mm -hmm. which was just beautiful. We don't get to go away with just them very often. Without kids. So that was nice. Yep. And then, um, yeah, it was great. Great to get some vitamin D. Yeah. Go for my little walks in the morning by myself. Yes. Tell us about that. Do you want me to tell you about this now or should this be a different episode? Like, Actually, it should be a different episode. You're right. Different episode. It was a great break. I think we realized that we need to take more breaks yep. away. And um isn't that funny because the guest we had on today mm-hmm. was all about putting self-care first and setting boundaries. Setting boundaries. I'm got, t- We had Tammy Green on today and for whoever doesn't know Tammy, Tammy is a phenomenal businesswoman who um, is the founder and director of… And designer. And designer of Preen, the brand and bags bag and, and accessories label. Yeah. And we had a really, really good chat about business and not, I wouldn't say the toll it takes on you as a person, but the lessons you learn about yourself in business. Yeah. yeah it was a great app because there was so many things that I could relate to especially at the start of a business, like doing all the all the things and then having, you know, take a step back and kind of getting help or kind of setting boundaries for yourself. I really related to that. It was a really, really great episode. And I've stalked Tammy on TikTok for a while. I feel, I like following fellow business owners just to see what they're doing, how their day is, and I find it so interesting. So it was super exciting to have her on. Um, and it was really – I actually really enjoyed that episode. I always have fun talking to other business owners. yeah was good. It's a nice little connection. Yeah, it really is. And I just think she's an absolute powerhouse and you will get that from the conversation as well. She started this business at 20, Mm -hmm. literally just turned 27 and was doing a seven figure business wild at 20. Actually crazy. And I, yeah, congratulated her a few times in there because I was like, wow, you should be really, really proud Mm. of yourself. And Tammy, I know you're listening. Give yourself a pat on the back because you deserve it. You've created a phenomenal business. And this is a great episode. And we hope you all enjoy. Yes. Don't forget to like, oh, subscribe. I've got another thing. Yes. You we have a curious conversation Instagram. Yes. Now. Oh my God. So we started it. We haven't had one. We've just been tagging ourselves personally and stuff like that. So created an it in Instagram. It's Curious Conversations. Please follow it. Um I've started uploading well I haven't yet I will do that when this episode comes out <laughs> I've started uploading like old content now you've said it you have to do it old episodes and just old videos just to kind of get the momentum but also going to start a TikTok as well so I presume that I haven't opened it yet uh, the account but I presume that'll be the same and we'll update you guys on the next episode but please follow it and enjoy this episode ciao
1: Tammy, hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you both today. I know we're
0: excited. This is our first episode back after a couple of weeks off. It's been a minute and we're excited to have you on. So thank you. Now we I've seen you on TikTok, and that's I obviously know <laughs> about I know about your brand because you've been around for a while.
1: Um, but can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your brand? Yes. So my name is Tammy Green, and I'm the founder and director of Preen, which is a Melbourne-based accessories label, and we are best known for our lightweight machine washable and vegan handbags. So they're literally made from a Mm wetsuit, which is our unique selling point. You can wash them, and it just started as a little side project nearly seven years ago. And now we sell a bag a minute. We're stocked in over 400 stockers nationwide and I love what I do. Oh.
0: A bag a minute.
1: Yes. Wow. It's crazy. Do you know what? The first bag we ever released is still our number one seller no today. Way. And I just think everyone in the country must have it. But what they, is they, the best? So, what is that bag when you the, describe um, it? it? It's the Brighton bag. So, it's okay. our, yeah, black tote, black and white signature rope handles. Yes. Perfect size, really good price point. And It just hasn't dated, and I think that is the point of difference with Preen as well. All of our designs are very timeless and classic and versatile, and we just don't buy into fads and trends for the sake of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I think we stood the test of time in what is quite a vicious fashion industry, as Mm. you would know. Yeah. Mm. I think everyone knows the the wetsuit bag that you you were talking about.
0: What made you think of making a bag out of that material?
1: Yeah. So at the time I started the business when I was 20 and I mm-hmm. felt like the handbag market in Australia was very much dominated by expensive leather goods. Yeah. Um, Mimco was really big at the time. And I just saw a gap for something that was a little bit different, something that was lightweight and affordable and washable. And I think vegan is mm-hmm. a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also quite inspired by Alexander Wang at the time oh, wow. and just his designs. I know he's yeah. a little bit Taboo, but I really liked his androgynous sports-lux style. And I saw that he was using a lot of neoprene in his clothing garments. And I just thought that could be cool for a bag. That could be something a bit different. So it was just a bit of trial and error. I just started playing around with a few samples because I just love fashion and I used to do sewing lessons and I was always making things. And this one sample I gave to my mum one night and she took it out to dinner and five people stopped her in the street. And they said, where did you get your bag? And that's when I was like, oh, okay. Maybe this is something. Oh, my God. Wow. Amazing. So when I think of neoprene back
0: then, I'm thinking like triangle bikinis and stuff yes. like that. So you yep. really saw a niche in the market for mm. like so clever for handbags. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. So you say so you're 27 now. Is that yes. right? Oh, my God. You were so young, 20. <laughs> I just
1: turned 27 last <laughs> week and I'm having a quarter-life crisis. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had
0: one at 30. So Uh-oh. no know. But – You're obviously young, started a business at 20. That's a massive achievement. So, congratulations. But, can you tell us a few things? that you struggled with starting a business at 20? Because mm-hmm. I can imagine 20 is like your party season, traveling.
1: Yes, yeah. You obviously
0: had to sacrifice a lot of things. So can I you did. tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I honestly, people always ask how I knew what I was doing at 20. I didn't. I had yeah. no clue. I was fumbling my way through. I made so many mistakes. If you saw what the brand looked like then, it's embarrassing, which as they always say, if you're not embarrassed at your first product, you started too late. So no idea what I was doing at the time. Yeah, I was, I was into partying as well that year. Um, so the year after school, when I was Mm -hmm. 19, that was my big party year. And then I did the backpacking trip around Europe and I had a lot of fun. And then I started my uni degree the year after when Mm -hmm. I was 20 and I was studying business entrepreneurship at uni. And I was ironically failing because I don't have a mathematical mind. Um, and that is when, yeah, I started to play around with the neoprene bags and these other side projects and side businesses. I had a few others going on as well. Um, but yeah, I stopped partying basically. Mm -hmm. I put preen first. I devoted all of my time to it. I wasn't going out every weekend. I wasn't going traveling. I was also in a relationship who I'm still with today, my boyfriend of eight years and I feel a bit bad, but I put the business Mm -hmm. first. I put everything first. I became a little bit of a hermit crab, I feel. And my friends didn't really understand what I was doing Mm. at the time. Looking back now, that makes total sense. I mean, your priority doesn't have to be your career, your career at 20, mm-hmm. but it did put me ahead. Um, and yeah, I don't think I would change a thing. Like I said, having a bit of a quarter life crisis now, and I still party on the weekends, yeah. but nothing crazy. I just, I can't afford to. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot afford to be hungover when every, little aspect of the business relies on me I don't have a manager I don't have a boss Mm. like it all falls on me and I care about my business so much it's not just my job it's my passion and so I'm happy to make those sacrifices but now I've also learned to set boundaries um, where I don't work yeah all night and all weekend and I switch off And I do enjoy my time with my partner and my friends Mm -hmm. and my family and work-life balance is so important and I've always said, what is the point of having a business and money in the bank if you don't have the time to enjoy it or yeah. the health or anything like that? So that's how it was then. It was a bit of an un- unhealthy lifestyle to start with. But now, yeah, I've worked out a healthy yeah. balance, I think.
0: What made you realise it was an unhealthy and unsustainable lifestyle?
1: Good question. I achieved, achieved in quotation marks, yeah. burnout. Absolutely yeah, right. right. I had a complete mental breakdown. Um, I think the problem I had with my business is that I outsourced too late and Uh I was wearing every single hat in the business. I was designing, I was doing all the social media, all the customer care. I was delivering products, packing the products. I was speaking to retailers and I just didn't think that I could be someone's boss because I'd never worked in a corporate environment. I mean, I've worked in retail jobs and side little small jobs like Mm -hmm. that, but I've never had that structured corporate sort of System that I thought I had to implement in my business, so I was scared to hire someone. Mm, Yeah, and also being so young, I wasn't taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I did try to hire people, anyone younger than me had no experience, no work ethic. Anyone older than me did not like reporting down to me. So I just felt like I had to take it all on myself. I'm really, really lucky that I still lived at home Mm -hmm. um, with my mum and dad. I'm an only child, and they helped me immensely. Like they were absolutely my rock. Um, Helped me through but when I hit rock bottom and burnout um, yeah it really manifested physically as well I became so 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 ill like anxiety through the Mm. roof I would wake up every morning in fight or flight I had horrible tummy issues I was just diagnosed with endometriosis as well and that just made it so much worse and I was like that's it I'm throwing in the towel I don't want to do this anymore I had this booming business I was making all this money had all these opportunities it didn't matter to me Mm -hmm. because I just I couldn't cope um, so I feel like you do have to hit rock bottom sometimes just to stop and take a look around and work out what needs to change. And, you know, once I calmed down a bit, I yeah, realized I do need to hire people and I do need to grow this business while I have this amazing opportunity, but I also have to put myself first. So that's mm-hmm. why I do set those boundaries now about just working normal hours and not all night and not all weekend and I've just learned to let go a little bit. I'm an absolute perfectionist. So mm. delegating and trusting other people has been difficult. Um, but do you know what? I'm not in the business of saving people's lives. I'm making yeah. bags. It doesn't matter if someone doesn't get their bag the next day or if there's a problem with the social media post or whatever. So I've just learned to accept what, what happens. Mm. It doesn't, nothing has to be perfect yeah. and it never will be. She's your
0: wife for just yeah, turning 27. I wow. I
1: think a lot of business owners can relate to that though because
0: I had a similar situation where I hit mm. rock bottom and then that's when Sarah came involved in the business and it wouldn't be where it is today without Sarah. So I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Recognising that is a different story. Mm. Um, so well done. That's great. When you. When you um, were talking about hiring, you know, staff and stuff like that, what was one thing that you had to like – did you – what uh, – I don't know I what don't you're know what trying, I'm trying to, say. to say either. No, I was <laughs> I want to know. I want to talking. know. I want to know because this is what I'm going through at the moment mm-hmm. and I want to know your opinion. Mm-hmm. Is becoming a leader. Mm-hmm. How do you go about that and what leader you want to be because Good question. that's where I was going. My thing is I don't know if I'm a natural leader but I know I have to lead.
1: Yes. Well that's me. It is my worst yes. nightmare yeah. having to be a leader and Whilst I love making decisions, I don't like having the pressure of making decisions that affect the lives yeah. of other people mm-hmm. and they come, you know, they come to you for everything and you always have to have an answer mm-hmm. and speaking publicly and in meetings and presenting and things like that. So it's something I've had to learn to just do. It's really yeah. exposure therapy. I'm someone who's always had anxiety from a young age, so speaking in meetings or going to meetings by myself was honestly my worst nightmare as well. Just like having someone sit in the office with you every day and directing them. And I, yeah, again, really fumbled my way through this year. Certainly been a really big learning curve in terms of hiring and, you know, how to be the best leader for my business. And I think what I've had to learn is to draw the line between being a boss and a friend. And I again I was hiring people very similar in age we got along very really well and I feel like maybe the wires were getting a little bit crossed at times and that was my mistake you know Mm -hmm. you become too friendly because it's fun having girls in the office but um no work is work and you do have to set the boundary and you don't have to be their best friend and at the end of the day you are their boss and Mm -hmm. it's you you have to set the rules whilst I totally believe in being fair and I think I am a very fair. Person at the end of the day, you are the leader in the business, so you have to act like it and yeah, just so let true. go of any emotions associated mm-hmm. with it. And that's hard. Mm. How
0: did you come up with a name preen?
1: So, because they're made from neoprene, it's, yeah. Oh my God, the- of course.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God, of I course. was just about to say, can I answer that one? <laughs> <time?"> Literally, <laughs> of course. Do you know what? I
1: wasn't sold on the name in the beginning, yeah. but now it just makes total sense. Yeah. And preen's actually become the generic term for neoprene bags. Yeah. Other stockers over the past years, they would sell other neoprene bags. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's a preen bag. That's preen. It's not. They yeah. think the material is called preen. It's neoprene. Mm. Preen is a made up oh, word, yeah. it's our registered trademark, it's our business name.
0: Yeah. Mm amazing what's your favorite aspect of running a business
1: I love the creativity I am a very creative person so whilst there are hard elements to the job that Mm -hmm. I have um I am so grateful that I genuinely get to do what I love I love fashion I love celebrity culture and Mm. designing and the fact that I actually get to do that is is amazing um I really, really love creative directing on photo shoots as well and styling them and I've learned how to take the photos myself now and edit them and sort of do basic graphic design because I just love that creative mm-hmm. element. Accounting, statistics, Uh anything else that's associated with data, I outsource because it's not my strong point. I failed year 12 maths. I dropped out of uni, my business degree at uni, because I couldn't pass those subjects. It's a waste of time me trying to do that. So I've totally just given up on it. Mm -hmm. And I just focus on the creativity. And I think that is what makes preen preen. I've always stuck to my guns Mm -hmm. and I have a very strong direction and I know what our customer likes and doesn't like. And I, this year as well, have tried to inject a lot more of my personality into the business. We um, underwent a little bit of a rebrand just because, as I mentioned, starting the business at 20, seven years later, I've grown up. It was time for my business to grow up as well. So did a bit of a rebrand, new website, new branding, new fonts, new colors, amazing new campaigns, um, a little bit more fashion forward releases, Mm -hmm. not trend-based at all. Like I mentioned, we will never do that. It's still got the signature pre-touch, but just... Preen's known for your everyday bag. I wanted to release a few styles that were your everyday bag that could also be your every night bag. And, yeah, it's been amazing. It was more just for my personal gratification, to be honest, doing that. But it was received really, really well. It helped us to reach a new demographic of slightly younger um, customers, the TikTok generation, Mm -hmm. I call them. So that is my favourite part, always creating. So going
0: back to when you first started, your, you know, your mum got compliments about the bags and stuff. How did you now
1: gain customers? Did you use influencers? Did you use ads? Like it was very different back then to what it, it was, is now. Yes. So in 2015, you really could still grow quite organically mm-hmm. on Instagram, and that's what I did. That's what everyone was on at the time. Yep. All my friends used Instagram, so I set up an Instagram. Um, I just took photos on my friend. Again, when you're 20 and young and hot, there's plenty of people to take. <laughs> Um, And then I built a website on Wix, super, super basic, super, super scrappy. And it just started growing slowly, like Mm -hmm. in the beginning, that way. Um, And then I started to get more attention. And then I started to work with influencers. I think the first influencer we paid was actually Nadia Bartel Mm -hmm. at the time. And she was amazing. Uh, I think she just had her second child. So it was the perfect sort of baby bag. And then one influencer turned into two influencers. And then I kept getting a really good return. So I kept... Doing that. Yep. Um, and then at one point I feel like we really had the monopoly on the bag industry online mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, um, on Instagram. We worked with a lot of influencers that sort of meant other handbag brands couldn't work with uh-huh. them. Uh, but also word of mouth was a really, really big thing, particularly at the school pickup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mums would come with their tote bag and oh, where did you get that? Oh, I got it from the store over there. And then it would just grow that way. And then that stockers would tell their stockers friend, and then it would keep growing. Um, but, yeah, I would say Instagram was really where it happened and that's where I had distributors contact me, like smaller boutiques as well, and then eventually it led to larger boutiques mm-hmm. like The Iconic and David Jones. But within that first month, yeah, it I would say there was almost, it went viral because mm-hmm. we'd sold 600 bags in a month. That was my first minimum order wow. um, quantity, which I never thought I'd be able to sell, and they were all sold in pre-order. Yeah. Month, which oh, is wow. Oh, wow. Sight unseen, all they'd seen is a photo. Like they yeah. weren't in stores or anything. So it was amazing. It's not the same now at all. No, no way. I was just about it's so different. Yeah. No. It's so much harder
0: now. If there was someone wanting to start a brand now and if you were starting mm. now, what would you do different? I would say not even starting. How are you going now because of the social media and influence, mm. yeah. but influencer space has changed. It has.
1: Yeah. Well, I think starting now, you yeah. do have to have like – in quotation marks, again, perfect branding, uh-huh. perfect post. It's not like back then when you could be quite scrappy and mm. DIY. It's your first impressions mm-hmm. count immediately. Um, so, it's yeah. Very it's very competitive it's now. It's really, honestly, it's all about marketing mm-hmm. and branding. That's the thing. It's very competitive. No product is unique. You just need to make sure that whatever you're doing has is better than what is already on the market or does have a point of difference, whether that is in your marketing or your packaging mm. or your branding or your messaging or who you work with. Um, for example, Courtney um, Kardashian just releasing the Lemmy yeah. gummies. Yeah. Again, vitamins saturated industry, mm-hmm. but incredible, incredible marketing mm-hmm. and packaging and campaign shoot that kind of made it more of a fashion-y yeah thing and went viral. But I would say if you were starting now, Instagram will always be there and you do need it. Mm-hmm. It's it's TikTok. That yeah. is where you need to be. And that's something I've only gotten into this year. I thought I was too old for it. I tried to get a <laughs> young intern in to sort of post, um, but I've learned how to do it. And the funny thing is People like the less professional the content, 100%. Looks, the better it is. I just speak to camera on there and I did my business story and it went viral. And that is the best promotion we've ever had. For oh, wow. Bringing, yeah, wow. on there. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like the least amount of effort that you put into it. It is so funny how it works, isn't Does it? Does that crazy. translate
0: to sales on TikTok or just the views? It's just views.
1: TikTok is hard for direct sales. And yeah, I've spoken yeah. to this with a few people, a few other business owners, like a few marketing agencies. The problem is, I think there's still a few too many steps to have to buy mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. on TikTok. Right. There's no buy it now button. If you like something, you're going to have to click in their bio and click onto the website yeah. and go through the hoops. It's also, again, I feel like much younger, a younger demographic You yeah. might not have as much money as people on Instagram mm-hmm. do, who are a little bit older and have more of a disposable income. That being said, we do get sales from TikTok. But it's really hard having a business page on there. Like when you yeah. physically change your account to a yeah. business account, yeah. you can't use the viral trending songs. The algorithm doesn't so show. So annoying. Yeah. So that's why I think it's really important to have like a personal account behind it mm-hmm. that can push people towards the business mm-hmm. account. Even if they don't buy it directly through clicking on something in TikTok, at least it's another touch point that they yeah. have seen your brand. They might see you on Instagram next or on another Google ad or yeah. something. But yeah, you have to be on them all for yeah. sure. How many touch points is it before someone buys again? I think it's, I think six, it's seven. Oh, so wow. it might be.
0: last year it was 16 touch yeah, points. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. lot of touch points. So I think the more that you are posting, mm. people are going to be like, oh, preen, 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 mm. and mm. then eventually buy. So I think mm. you're right. It's um, it's a lot of touch points. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We've obviously talked, spoken a lot about, you know, positives and stuff of business. Is there anything that's happened in the seven years that you regret? Like a mistake? I know because we're – our business is 10 years old, mm. and I could probably name about five and their yes. lessons. But is there anything <laughs> that stands out to you that if someone was listening and has a business you would like them to learn mm. from you?
1: Yes, there have been so many mistakes. I honestly <laughs> wouldn't even know where to begin. But I think for me, it was just not speaking up. So many times um, when I feel like I was getting taken advantage mm-hmm. of, or people weren't taking me seriously, or I was being taken for a ride and because I was again you know slightly insecure and being a young woman in business and that's just the way that it's always been for me no one really took me seriously with this business I would just accept these things but it's just not right and Mm. I'm not that type of person like if a friendship has something happened to it I Mm. would say something you say something to a friend why wouldn't you say it to whoever you're working with but I just didn't because I didn't have the confidence to find my voice Um, Which I do regret because, yeah, it led to, it's like a domino effect. Like one thing happens and more awful things happen. So I would say, yeah, anyone starting a business, particularly young women now, is to be proud of yourself, find your voice, be confident and speak up. And just, yeah, you don't have to take things for as they are. Everything is negotiable. Not everyone is right. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Everyone breathes the same air. They're a big corporation or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. they want you or you want them. Everyone's equal and, yeah, everyone deserves the right to be heard and have their beliefs respected. Yeah. Oh, I mm. love that.
0: I just feel like I'm in my therapy. Yeah, <laughs> so it's I like, Oh, I'm in a lot of therapy. Oh, yeah. me too. <laughs> like, like on, on this, this afternoon. On, yeah, I do have one this <laughs> afternoon. And honestly, that is exactly what I'm going through at the moment. It's mm-hmm. all about seeing my the value within myself mm-hmm. and believing that. Mm-hmm. Like I… I don't know. It's hard to explain. I think it also helps like through experience and us, I hate to say this all the time, but I'm like when you get older, you get to know yourself a little Mm. bit better and those lessons you really like do learn and it's setting those boundaries with people, like respecting myself enough to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, When you said that before, that's something that we're been working on and we're 34 working on is boundaries. Mm. I'm like, We've never really set boundaries until probably the last yeah. year, like year. Yep. it's so important, especially in business, because mm-hmm. um, you do burn out. Yes. And just having honest conversations and putting your hand up, and mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm learning at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to go to a little bit out of business, a little bit. What mm-hmm. do you do in your day to day life to
1: stay grounded, mm-hmm. other than work? <laughs> well, does work make you grounded? So, I it depends, it, yeah. it depends what it is. It depends what it is. Look, I love live music. I just went to Tame and pass I saw on that. the weekend. Is that fun? I Obsessed. Yes, yes. I've had the tickets for three years, and it was rescheduled to my birthday, so oh. it was meant to be. But DJ sets, concerts, festivals, love all of that. But just on a day-to-day basis, I love podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily business podcasts, which I also do enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trying to zone out. I like to listen to something like "Call Her Daddy," or we oh, love "Call Her Daddy." Love, obsessed. we love Father yes, yes, Father yeah. Cooper. Yeah. There we yes. Or um, oh, there's another really good one, even the Rich, where they just tell stories oh, of I like listen to that one, the Kennedys or the Kardashians. Wow. Yeah. Really interesting. That and going for a really long yeah. walk, like an hour, hour and a half, um, getting some fresh air as well. I just really love a bit of self care, mm-hmm. which sounds super super cliche, but I've always been into beauty and skincare, and I love having a bath or getting treatments. Um, and just catching up with my friends and just being around other people where you're not talking about business things all the time. Yeah. It's really, really lovely. Um, I love cooking as well and I'm really into interior design and homewares mm-hmm. and moving things around and playing with things like that also. Yeah, that's good. Mm. You need to do those things.
0: I saw that you recently tried 75 hard. <laughs>
1: yes. Tried. <laughs> try How many days of- did
0: you get through? I, think I don't think I could
1: do it. It is really hard. I mean, the the clue is in the name. But I think I did two weeks and then I failed and tried again and then I just gave up. Yeah. Um.
0: For people that don't know what seventy five yes. hard is,
1: two two seventy five minute workouts. One must be outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um. It's four liters of water. Oh that wow! To drink. I could not do that either. Yeah, I forgot how many pages it is of a book. I think ten pages. Honestly, I've forgotten what the rest of them are. But it sounds really great in theory. And if you listen to the podcast of the creator talk about it, it's not about losing weight or anything Mm. like that. It's a mental game and it's about discipline. And it is really, really hard. Oh, yeah, you also have to follow a diet. It can be whatever diet Uh you like, no sugar, whatever, Um, and no alcohol. But, yes, whilst I think it does have its benefits, and I did feel really good when I was doing it, it just became very difficult. You'd have to get up very early to squeeze in an hour and a half. Yeah. Of exercise on top of all your other work. And it was actually stressing me out, like if it was going to hit midnight mm-hmm. and I hadn't read my pages or anything like that. So I'm doing now what I call more of a 75 soft. I don't want to <laughs> inflict any challenge on yeah. anyone. I know some people find these things quite triggering and I've learned more about it. And anyway, I think it's good to drink a lot of water. I think it's good to do exercise, but in a healthy yeah. level and whatever fits in with your lifestyle, yeah. I've learned. I'm a sucker for these viral TikTok videos. I know, podcasts, right? So I feel
0: like for A-type personalities, I'm an A-type personality. Mm. I would say, are you or, will you're a perfectionist. So yes, I would say something like that would be it's probably not the best mm. idea to do because you do obsess. Well, I would obsess yeah. over doing it perfect, or yes. like I just mm. couldn't do it. So what's well in, done for trying. What's included in your seventy-five soft?
1: Um. So I am focusing on healing my hormones and mm-hmm. my gut because I have endometriosis. It's an ongoing. I. It's quite manageable, but it does flare up at times. So I'm really focusing on just. Eating well, taking certain supplements that are beneficial for my hormones. Um, I've had a bit of food poisoning this year, so I'm just trying to get all the good bacteria Mm. back in my gut again. And also when my gut and my endo flares up, my anxiety flares up. So all of those combined, it's just I feel like we've been in winter for so long and I've just been (sighs) eating rubbish and I haven't been exercising daily. It just makes such a difference. When I start my day with exercise, no matter what it is, if I just get my body moving, get the heart rate up, my anxiety is just at a manageable level. All day, I feel better. Your skin starts to glow again. And when I eat really inflammatory foods like sugar and gluten or alcohol, I find that my endo does flare up because it's quite an inflammatory condition. Um, so, yeah, just getting into a good routine again. Mm-hmm. I've been freeloading for the past few months, just doing whatever. But yeah, I'm, I feel best in a routine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you don't mind me asking and explaining, you to explain to other women out there. Mm-hmm. We have a friend who has endo, and I was quite ignorant to how
1: I think a lot of women severe yeah. it yeah. actually
0: is as a condition. Can you yes. explain what it is and how it actually affects your life?
1: Yes, every month, absolutely. So. Endo is where tissue that is similar to the lining of your uterus starts to grow in other places and on other organs. So Mm -hmm. it's like when you have your period, what would come out there just starts to grow in other places. So it's got nowhere to go when that happens. Mm -hmm. So it gets... Um, those areas become quite inflamed. It can grow cysts. It can cause your organs to fuse together. It caused, can cause a lot of gut issues and bladder issues. And it can really spread anywhere in the body. There've been places. There've been cases. Sorry, where they found it in people's brains, even.
0: Wow. And it's just it's
1: just not spoken about. I'm someone who has kind of had all the symptoms of endo nearly all my life, and I was ignored for such a long time um, by doctors. To the point where, um, also, obviously, having really painful periods is yeah. a thing. But I was on the pills, so I would just skip mm. my period every month mm. because it was painful. So I took the out of sight, out I of mind approach. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got this really, really awful intimacy pain where it was just like torture and it was there kind of all the time, not just during yeah. sex. And I went to the doctor so many times, they just dismissed me and they said, oh, you know, sex can just be painful, change positions. They wouldn't give me a pap smear because I wasn't 25. I was rejected three or four times in the space of six six to nine months until I finally saw a gynecologist and she said, it sounds like you do have endo. The only way that we can diagnose it is through a laparoscopy surgery and check what's going on. So, of course, I had the surgery and, of course, I found endo. And by that point, it was already at stage three and severely widespread. It was wow. everywhere, which is just so frustrating because I tried. I really mm, tried. I knew yeah. something was wrong and I was just ignored. Um, and that's unfortunately the really common thread amongst all women who seem to have endo Mm. is that they the average um, time frame of getting a diagnosis I believe is about seven years and no way it's it's not acceptable I never knew about it I was never taught about it at school if I had really painful periods and knew that endo was a thing I would have looked into it much earlier um but yeah I feel like it's it's just dismissed. It's just dismissed as other issues. Like uh-huh. it can affect your gut and your bladder so that, or you've got IBS or mm-hmm. yeah, other right. things like that. It's, it's hard to diagnose, but you must be persistent. I'm so glad you asked me because I yeah. try and tell everyone yeah. about it um, because the biggest worry is that it may impact on your fertility if mm-hmm. it gets to a certain point, which is just devastating, yeah, um, particularly when so many women from a young age, you know, you start – Playing with mm-hmm. hormones unknowingly, and so many women are on the pill, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but for me, it was masking my symptoms, yeah, yeah. Um, which really delayed. So, the if someone's
0: listening now and they get mm-hmm. um, painful periods, what were some of the other symptoms other than the intimacy one mm-hmm. that you can
1: get? Do yeah. You, Again, this is why it is a bit tricky to diagnose, but just severe exhaustion and uh-huh. lethargy. There was a point where I was pretty much collapsing at midday oh. every day. I just felt nauseous all the time, I had brain fog and brain fuzz, and I just felt like something was wrong. But
0: mm-hmm. 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 So apart from the operation, is there mm-hmm. anything else, obviously diet for the... There's mm-hmm. a lot of things yeah. you
1: can do, and um, I won't talk about it. No, that's fine. I'm certainly not a doctor, but um, the operation is like the A-grade treatment Uh where they Mm -hmm. cut off as much of the damaged tissue as possible. Um, There are many different medications and treatments that you can do, which is between, yeah, you and your doctor, whatever you do. But, yeah, I like to support whatever it is that I do with with diet and exercise and um, seeing a pelvic floor physiotherapist is amazing. I encourage anyone with endo to do that. That helped immensely for my intimacy pain. Um, as well, environmental toxins, like they really do impact on your endocrine system. Mm. So, things to consider sort of holistically as mm. well. Yeah. Mm. Thank, well, you, thank for you all to, yeah, yeah, thanks no, for sharing. Because I know how
0: frustrating it has been for our friend with endo. Mm. So, I can only imagine how frustrating it has been for you. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Oh, yeah. It makes me, yeah. Thank you. Um, So do you have, you know before when you said that you guys had accessories, obviously we Mm -hmm. know you have handbags, but what are the other accessories that you have?
1: Yeah, so this year we, under our rebrand, we dropped from Preen Bags just to Preen so that I could start to diversify into other product categories. So now exclusive to PreenBags.com, we have a wellness um, a sport category and a little essentials category okay. so they're basically add-ons for your bag or you could fill your bag up for example a lot of our customers buy a preen bag as a gym bag so mm-hmm. now we sell the drink bottle the yoga mat to, mm-hmm. to fill it up um, if you're buying a preen bag as a baby bag you could buy the change mat and the bottle holder great and yeah things like that so that's been really really great just to do something a little mm-hmm. bit different um, increase the average order value online. But it just gives me the opportunity to be a little bit more flexible in what I can create, which, again, just goes back to my love for, for being creative.
0: Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. My sister's got the happy bag. My, my, sister's oh, my sister's got twins. The has got nappy bag. Do you have any long-term goals for Preen, a vision for Preen? Mm-hmm.
1: So because I've spent most of my time building the business here in Australia and, you know, mm-hmm. only started to outsource in most recent years, I haven't really had – the chance to properly give it a go, expanding internationally. Mm-hmm. And this year we launched international websites. Um, we've got the US, UK, Europe, Japan, and New Zealand, which is oh, wow. amazing. But I haven't really put together, I mean, I haven't had the chance in the past to put together a strong marketing stra- mm. strategy or work with distributors or anything like that. And I feel like there is so much potential. Uh, we have really high demand on our website shipping to these countries. So, now that I've learned to, yeah, just focus on the areas where I am best suited to in the business, which is expansion and which is telling the story and building a brand, that is my uh, mission for the next yeah. few months, to take the brand global and hopefully work with some really amazing names in the same way that we have done here with collaborations mm-hmm. and co-branded ranges. So that is my goal and just to continue creating products that people Love your Love everyday go-to versatile bag That's internationally. Amazing. What is your is the US probably yeah know, number the US one? For yeah sure. yeah? Mm. And what about New Zealand? New Zealand is really interesting. That yeah. would probably be number two, which is yeah. funny because it's such a small country. You yeah. can't imagine mm. they could possibly have such high demand, but they do. Mm-hmm. They do. We um yeah we used to have a distributor there and it went amazingly well, mm. and now we ship. Directly from our website there, and also they've got two David Jones stores, which is yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that.
0: As a business owner, do you have a mentor or a coach for accountability?
1: Um, I'm really lucky that my dad is yeah, essentially my mentor. He's always been very entrepreneurial. He's always had his own businesses. Don't ask me (laughs) what they were, (laughs) but he's done everything from working with Madonna to telecoms and everything in between. But yeah, he's a much older and wiser um, figure in my life. And every time there is a problem or a sticky situation, he really does guide me through. He always knows what to say. He always knows how to calm me down. Um, and these are just things that you can only learn with experience, which is yeah, amazing to have that sort of built in to my family. So I'm so thankful to him. Um, he yeah, has really, really guided me through. That's
0: good because it can be the opposite. We've worked with be. family before yeah. and it's like you just <laughs> butt heads. So that's yeah. great to have that relationship because it can be very difficult. Mm. Definitely. But also, our dads have oh, yeah, guided have. us yeah, as they well. Have. Yeah, it's so <laughs> true. Um, I want to ask if anyone's listening, they run a business, they mm-hmm. follow you. Can you just give us your top three tips for running a business?
1: Yes. So my number one tip is if you are thinking of starting a business, just get started. Mm. Don't wait. Mm -hmm. There's no perfect time. There's no perfect business partner. There's no perfect business plan. Everyone else is working on something and, you know, they'll take your idea within a minute if you don't get started. Just get it out there and you can always perfect it as you go. Uh, My second tip would certainly be to not outsource too late. As Mm -hmm. I mentioned, it can really only lead to burnout. In the early days of business, yes, it's important that you are across all the areas and know how to do all the jobs Mm -hmm. essentially, Um, but it's not sustainable long term. Mm -hmm. And again, work out where your time is better spent. Focusing for me is the creative side of things. Um, And what would be my third one? I think just in this digital age, as I mentioned, really focus on building a brand rather than a business and sort of, showing more behind the scenes mm-hmm. and who's behind the business and what you believe in and what you do. And again, get on TikTok and start doing that because mm-hmm. that's that's where it's at at the moment on yeah. social media for yeah. sure.
0: And you're not too old. You're I'm, not too old. I'm <laughs> no 34 way. and I'm on it. So you're definitely not too old for TikTok. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here thinking, oh God, I'm going to have to go do more TikToks, won't I? <laughs> no, I love TikTok. It's great because you do get to connect with Fellow business you do, owners. Yeah, it's and great. it's also nice to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I found that with TikTok, with running businesses and then, you know, watching business owners like yourself and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, like I know that feeling, or I've been through that, or oh, I do that. it's mm-hmm. kind of nice. And even talking to you today, like. I'm like, oh, yeah, I felt that. Oh, yeah, we did that. <laughs> yeah, like, so it's, yeah. it's nice to connect with other business owners as well as learn about other brands.
1: That's what it is. You feel running a business can be very lonely yeah. at times. So it's just nice to know that other people are going through the motions mm-hmm. as well. And, yeah, you can get through them. And, yeah, it's just nice to connect. Yeah, yeah, agree. Do you have any other questions? No. I'm You're just sitting here thinking it's been an absolute treat. I know. i oh, had such a pleasure you. to have you on. So if anyone is listening, where, what's your name on TikTok? My name is Tammy underscore 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 green. We've got three, three underscores because <laughs> I was a bit late to tick off. Yeah. Um, same on Instagram and then you can find Preen, P-R-E-N-E, Preen Bags everywhere. Instagram, PreenBags.com. Amazing. And in-store at David Jones. In-store, David Jones. Um, we're online at The Iconic, but we also have 400 independent boutiques. Amazing. And Style Runner is new for us as well. Oh, wow. That's we, cool. We love direct-to-customer, Yeah, though. we do love direct-to-customer. We do love that. <laughs> so head to the website <laughs> yes. and yes. purchase off the website because <laughs> that's great. Thank
0: you so much, Tammy. Thank, Thank you, you, you so much for having me. Thank you.